new 1.2 patch may be out, but due to the magic of recording a day early, we have no idea what's happening in-game. Welcome to Trailblazer Talk. I'm your host, David, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Andrew. Hello. Miyu. Hey, yo. And Tony. I don't know what's happening most of the time, so nothing's <laughs> new there. <laughs> familiar, uh, familiar scenery, then. So, uh, obviously, we're not going to be talking about the content that just came out because we don't know what that content is. This is in the past, not the present. That's how podcasts and recording works. Uh, but we still have a great show for you as always today. Uh, why don't we start things off with the uh, Blade's new trailer. That has got to be the nicest character trailer, Star Rail, and even a lot of Genshin character trailers aren't that like aesthetically pleasing. That was really nice. <laughs> I, I thought it was a good trailer, but I, I'm not quite as excited uh, about Blade in general as you are. Bre <laughs> break it bias. down for us. Bre break it down for us. What what are some of the things that you thought made this so much better than the typical trailers? I have to say his voice actor is really, like, his English voice actor is really good. He's clearly putting his heart and soul into his performance, and even in the trailer that came through, which I always really appreciate. Not to say the other voice actors aren't great, because all of them are. They always choose a fantastic cast here. Um, but I really appreciate the level of insanity he puts into Blade's line. <laughs> um, I also love the... That one scene in the trailer where he's dragging his sword and the spider lilies are coming up as he was walking was just like so beautiful and symbolic. I mm, I rewatched that little bit like six times. <laughs> I I really enjoyed some of the uh, like the the phasing we sort of see between almost his outer self and his inner self as he's just reflecting and almost seems like he's actively struggling with his uh, his Mara sickness. I thought they did a good job of displaying like that dichotomy too. He's a really interesting character. He's kind of unintentionally hilarious too because he like doesn't care about anything besides the agonies going on inside of his head and yet like all of the art with like Kafka or Silverwolf is like clearly so wholesome and adorable. I don't know. There's something about that gap that just is really funny to me. I really wonder how things are going to uh, pan out once Blade is able to join people's parties. That that is one of the things I always struggle a bit with the MiHoYo games sometimes, where it's like, why why do I want you in my party again when this is clearly going to cause inner turmoil? But, yeah, like, uh, why are you here? <laughs> well, you just go cutting with Bowser, you know, on the weekends, so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I'm curious to see how, like, I, I want to see how his story quest, if we get that, goes. I'm very interested. I mean, sure, some of the characters do uh, thread that line a bit better. Like, he's definitely on the, like, definitely be on, the, like, the the antagonism side but will still like join you for the party i'm trying to think who was that guy in in uh genshin child you mean my boy tartaglia <laughs> yeah tartaglia that sounds about right <laughs> i'm like looking through the list here and there's so many i can't find them i can't pick uh, up I mean, the highlights i mean me has only mentioned child like 500 times on this <laughs> oh podcast. you know he's <laughs> yeah. only a character i'm completely <laughs> obsessed with <laughs> I'm sure you guys are noticing maybe a bit of a trend here. <laughs> nah. 
Neo likes the bad boys. It's true. Inflicted by the curse of Shadow the Hedgehog as a child, and here we are. <laughs> Shadow, Shadow the Hedgehog? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. I, I, I feel like there's just... There's like six podcasts worth of stuff down back there. Yeah, wow. So that, this is so this is your first. Uh, this is where you first had feelings. Is that what this, this is? Yeah, this is a lifelong affliction. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> do we have to do some counseling in the next podcast? Oh God, it is number thirteen, so you know, make it memorable. But how about you guys? Are you guys um? Are you let, let's pivot away from my my personal desire. Um, did the trailer change any of you guys' mind on pulling for him? I mean, I might throw a few a few on him, but I'm not like gonna save or go crazy. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I was I was disappointed that he's actually going first, um, because uh, I have a hundred and. 30 or 40 or maybe even 50 um Oof. you know yeah i have a lot accumulated uh for for um kafka and so uh if i get if i were to get kafka early i might pull on blade's banner but you know i'm hesitant to to risk it you know what i'm saying yeah, he's gonna save more yeah. think yeah. how much more you'll have saved for kafka yeah, I would. I'd be pissed though if I if I got Blade and then missed out on Kafka. I would be. I would be very upset. Yeah, um, you'd have Blade. to pull for Blade first, right? Because it's yeah. not a double banner. Nope. No. Yeah. I the thing that is really throwing me is I've heard that he pair he was he's going to pair really well with Lelocha, and I, I I'm really intrigued by that. Um, because I, I mean really, I can certainly let you know. Yeah. Let me know. I, I mean, I got three weeks mm -hmm. to decide, basically. Yeah, you know. has changed my team, like changed my whole... Permanently. Uh, yeah, he's just, uh, for healing, he's just the best. Um, yeah, he's so good. Uh, and I don't, and the only DPS I really have is Jing Wong, and, uh, eh, you know, he, he's good, uh, but it's it's not the same. And, and you, know, you know what kills me is that I have Silver Wolf, and so uh, I want to play Silver Wolf all the time, but she's so much better on mono element teams and I don't have a, a like a, a lightning healer yet. And so it just, you know, like I just, I'm so, I'm still, I'm still mad. I don't have Sila. So, and that's yeah. why, I, so I don't really feel like I have a second DPS that works well with, with uh, Silverwolf. I mean, you guys made such a good argument for Luacho that I immediately after that podcast went and tried and pull, single pull until I could get him and got him in less than 10 pulls. So that was, Fantastic. You got one, 10 pulls? Uh, like six. I think it took six or seven single pulls. Doing it one by one because I didn't have the full 10. I was shocked at your luck. How much pity <laughs> How much pity did you have? I don't know if it was pity or not. I probably have no pity because the game does not pity me. I'm just fully lucky. <laughs> no, I meant, uh... When was your last uh, five star? For the for that banner? I no, think just it, in general. Well, the last five star I after that, I got a five-star light cone. No, no, no. It's like, normal... no, no, no. Like, before you pulled Luocha, when, how long ago did you pull a five-star? I don't know. I would have to go double-check. It was probably... I'll have to go check. I'll get back to you on, in a minute or so. It's worth pointing out that in that story, the thing that he says that he got next was he just got another five-star light cone. <laughs> that implies that he was going for Eidolons, and just happened to get another five star and just like wow i mean 
That was Maybe clearly a wasted pull. <laughs> well, that, that was for the normal banner for that five star. Uh, well, at least all the pulls toward the normal banner goes towards like a free five star. That's how I keep justifying it. <laughs> I won't rest until I finally have Japart. Just get you 300 uh, pulls, right? I'm halfway there, so. I saw somebody that had a 50,000 HP shield with Japard. I did too. I saw that. This and I'm like, morning. how is that even possible? He's insane. He's that good, huh? This yeah. wasn't the simulated universe? Because that's the only way I could even pretend to imagine that. I don't know. I don't think it was. It might have been, but I'm. he's just insane regardless, so. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I can't actually tell you that information earlier because the game the is The game's down. in maintenance. <laughs> Never I mean, mind. Uh, no, it's not. We're recording from the future. The future, yes. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> when, when we normally record, when the game is live. <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> well, if, if you are listening to this podcast right now, playing 1.2 and doing some polls on uh, Blade's banner... Just, uh, you know, steal some of Andrew's luck. He doesn't need so much. He has too much luck. <laughs> Lies. Just channel your inner Andrew and Blade will come home soon enough. So since we're not really going to be able to get into the uh, live 1.2 content, why don't we look back to the past a little bit? Specifically the Branyaverse. So Miu, I, I understand you've been, been doing some research. Yeah, I actually, you guys can't see this, everyone listening, but I have a notebook that I use at work, like a planner, and has a bunch of, like, blank pages at the back. And I wrote out, like, a solid two pages of notes about Bronya today. Um, it certainly makes me look a little bit insane, but yeah, I have I have a lot of thoughts on the amount of Bronya that there is. <laughs> I guess firstly... Everyone knows, or should mostly know, that Honkai Third has a Branya. The original Branya, with the cute twin tails, with the drilled girl, she's adorable. And that Branya actually has more or less the same backstory as our Branya, where she was an orphan, adopted by Kokolia, she has a very in like intense relationship with Sila. That's all the same in Honkai. It's probably worth pointing out that uh, that that Branya is also significantly younger than our Branya in yes, Star Rail. She is a lot younger, and she has a lot of counterparts herself. She's also just got a lot to her. Like for example, apparently, I just found this out through my research, but Branya in Honkai plays an MMO under the name Metal Gear Branya, which I <laughs> thought was hilarious. And a nice tie-in to Silverwolf. Um, and her in Honkai, they have like the battle suits that you can get. And two of the battle suits that you get for Branya in Honkai uh, uh, third, actually, I feel like relate to her Sariel counterparts. Uh, she has one called Dawn of Silverwolf and another one called Snowy Sniper. So are, are you seeing what I'm putting down here? Um, I think those are very on the nose for the Branya and Silverwolf that we are familiar with. And of course, all of these characters are voiced by the same uh, Japanese voice actress, Kana Asumi, um, plays all of the Branya clones, which there are more of, and I'll get to those soon. But a really interesting fun fact that I found out, because 
I'm sure you guys are all aware listening that none of us have really played Honkai 3rd. This is all just me doing a lot of research and watching a lot of stuff about this. Um, but I found out that in Honkai 3rd, there was a faction run by Welt, question mark, that uh, wanted to kill that universe's Kakolia. And that's how Kakolia and Honkai 3rd Branya met because there was a failed assassination attempt and then she was adopted. So I thought that was really interesting that that Branya had a relationship in some way or knew of Welt because the Welt in Star Rail is the same Welt as in Honkai 3rd. And it just makes me curious if he recognized her, thought anything of it. Well, well he recognized um, Luocha. Otto, right? Yeah, Otto yeah. slash Luocha. You could definitely tell there was a link there. Definitely. So it makes me curious as to why he... I think that's actually, like, it's interesting to me because Welt wasn't on that quest, and I wonder if that was purposeful because he had been trying to mm. kill Nicolia in Honkai 3rd. So I do wonder if there was something going on there. Um, and there is more Branyas. There are more Branyas still. There is Brawny, who is not Branya, but a separate character from a different universe question mark i don't really know how the captain verse works in honkai third feel free to shoot us an email about that uh educate me please um but brawny is a hacker which was interesting to me because that's obviously silver wolf's whole deal so it almost seems like Branya to Branya in terms of their characterization honkai third Branya and star rail Branya, and then brawny to silver wolf in terms of that connection which then leads me to the next Branya, Prometheus, which is a third Branya, a clone question mark. This is an artificial intelligence Branya. So that makes me wonder if there's going to be a, another Star Rail Branya that matches Prometheus. Because created by, was she created by Branya? She wasn't created by Branya. She has the will of the Honkai. Again, I'm not familiar enough with Honkai Third Impact to really like get into the lore of the AI there. I think she was created by uh, a May clone. I think like a Raiden May clone. Doctor, I think is what I was reading. Again, please email us and correct me on these things. I did my research, but I can my brain can only hold so much Branya at one time. Um, but I do think based on Prometheus existing, that we are going to get another Branya in Star Rail because they've connected them so far. And the fact that it's an AI Branya made me think of our whole theory about this whole thing being a simulation of sorts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I thought that was really interesting. And I do wonder, because then I thought about, you know, the hunters in general and Silver Wolf's whole faction and makes me wonder if there's something going on there. You think um, they're going to link Branya and Silverwolf in game at some point, like they're they're because right now they could not be they have nothing to do with each other in game. No, absolutely nothing. Right? And I do wonder if they'll unless, have unless, them. unless you're talking about like you know other people having a pair of eyes and thinking like oh these two <laughs> kind of look like look exactly the same. Um, yeah, but I I do wonder if they'll link them. I don't think that really happened in Honkai Third except for Brawny. So uh, so maybe. They will because Brawny to Silver Wolf is Branya to Branya, as I was saying. So I mm -hmm. think it is possible. Maybe in an event, maybe not in the main story. I think that would be pretty hilarious in an event if they had all the um the lookalikes interact. And <laughs> in Hawkeye Third, did Bra Branya and Brawny know each other? Not 
really? I don't think Brani is from like a different verse, essentially. Mm. Like it, she exists in Honkai Third, but as a basically complete opposite of Branya. She's a lot like Silverwolf in that she's sly, she's cunning, she's a hacker. Um, mm. it, it, it seemed very much like the Silverwolf identity versus the Branya identity, which I found very curious. And the other thing that I think was very interesting is I do believe that we'll get the other kind of like lookalikes that you often see. Like I think Sakura will show up like the Ayamiko clones. I think Raiden will show up in Star Rail. And I wonder what kind of characters they'll be if they'll mimic the same backstories that they did, like they have in Star Rail so far. And I do wonder if that actually gives us a hint as to some of the future worlds. I, I wonder if just even going through some of the, the side quest stuff that the different Branyas had done in Honkai Third, if you could also figure out what are uh theoretical new Branyas, especially with your call-outs for like, you know, Silver Wolf as an example, or um, what, what was the, the, the Snow Sniper you had mentioned? The, the name it's for one that? Of, it's one of Branya's um, battle suits. Snowy okay. Sniper. Yeah. Like th that that tying right back into the, uh, the, the, the more canonical Sniper Branya that we have in the, uh, the current Star Rail. Like, what, what right. else is coming? <laughs> exactly. I think we can really kind of look to Honkai 3rd to figure that out. Not just for characters, but for whole, like, characters, like, builds. Like, what weapon they use in their animations and what their backstories will be like which I think is really neat. And I actually love that MiHoYo does this. It's really reminiscent to me of the Fate series and franchise where, you know, there's about a thousand versions of Rin, for example, Rin Tosaka and like Saber, of course, a Saber face is a whole thing. <laughs> and not just in the Fate franchise, but other media have adapted their own like Saber faces, which I think is mm -hmm. hilarious. Um, so I love when series do this. Um, so I, I really like this that MiHoYo does it, and I hope that we'll get more, not just from Honkai Third, but also from Genshin. I would love to see like some Genshin crossover too, and I do wonder if they'll do it because it's it's been implied many times in the Genshin lore that there are multiple universes that the Traveler has gone through. So it's it's always interesting to me to see these type of um, like repeating themes in games like certainly you see some repeating themes of uh, people like sid in the final fantasy series as an example he's always slightly just, different like, a lot of times in each iteration like yep, he's, he's, he's he's always a little bit different but it's like is there going to be some guy that knows how to do all of the technical things in this universe like with it's a gonna child be named Mid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is always interesting, though. <laughs> Other than the um, like Final Fantasy sort of um, series, I, I think the place that you see this type of thing is in comic books, actually. Mm -hmm. Different iterations of like Spider-Man, for example, is an obvious one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know people have been getting really excited about all the different uh, uh, sp spider people because the Spider-Verse recently. I wonder if we're going to see more of those um, uh, types of like theming in, in other games from other publishers coming out soon. 
love to see that. I know Pokemon has always kind of done it too with their iterations of like, you know, the video game player characters and then they have their own adaptation in the manga Pokemon special and then they also have uh, if they get put in the anime, they have their anime counterparts, which are often very different. So I hope more franchises kind of pick up on that because once people get attached to a character design, you can kind of sell them on anything. <laughs> I think the other thing that's kind of interesting about this whole th thing is just that they use the same voice actress in Japan. Yeah, in Japanese, in Japan. always the same voice actress, which I thought was a really cool touch um, because then you can definitely say, oh, well, they're connected somehow. Um, but I find it interesting that they don't do that in other languages. Like in no. English, Silver Wolf yeah. and Rania obviously have different voice actresses. Um, so that was really interesting to me. That must have been a very intentional choice to do do that then. Yeah, exactly. Like there had to be something that made them do that and not do it in Japanese. I'm not I sure. But... I guess my only question is how different is the voice actress? Like, how's it sound for each Branya? Like, cause literally Branya and Civil Wolf. Uh, maybe it's just it's easier to differentiate between them. I mean, you can tell that it's the same person voicing them. In my opinion, I've heard the Japanese dub; it's very good. Um, I love her voice acting. This is not at all a shot against her, but you can tell it's like somewhat the same person doing it, which I think is an intentional choice. Yeah, it does make me wonder how much of it is just um, Mihoyo wanting to get a maybe larger uh, vocal range and also what the, the VAs are comfortable with, right? Yeah, for sure. I do think that has a lot to do with it. And I know also voice actor culture is just different over here in the US versus how it is in Japan, for example, where the voice actors are more akin to like celebrities in a lot of cases, and they're not expected to ever like get replaced on roles. So I do wonder if it has to do with that kind of culture where because the characters look alike and it is technically an iteration of the character, it's expected that she will voice all of them. So there's a big uh, <clears throat> voice actor, uh celebrity culture over in japan i had no idea yeah a very huge one um and the voice acting roles like for example it's why it's part of the reason why there was no new final fantasy 7 content for so long um because reno's voice actor died and they didn't want to replace him out of respect mm. um or in the same vein um from the Pokemon anime, which I talked about briefly a minute ago, uh, May, which was the third generation, aka Hoenn's companion or player character, her voice actress for the anime um, stopped due to illness, I believe. And that's why May did not reappear and have any speaking roles, despite the other companion characters coming back to meet up with Ash again. Um, so it's it's a very big respect thing over there, too, that once you take up the role of a character, it, that's your character. That's basically an extension of you. So I, I do think that probably has something to do with it, why she voices all the Branyas. Given that we're likely to see uh, some more Branyas in the future, uh, so I'm curious about is if there's any other sort of characters people are hoping are going to recur soon within uh, Star Rail. I mean, I personally would love to see the Star Rail iteration of Raiden. Um <laughs> I think that would be really fun. 
And she was in uh, Honkai Third as well. So yep, she's she's got quite a few versions yeah. in Honkai Third, um, and obviously she has her Genshin counterpart. So is there anyone else from Genshin that that has been in Honkai? Uh, yeah, Miko. Yeah, Miko. Yeah, I know. I know. For me, Yaimiko is someone that I'm really hoping to uh, to return because that was a character in Genshin that I was very excited for uh, to to pull and eventually get. I, th I think it was even like the I, I had gotten her character on like the uh, the last pull that I had on my account at the time. Oh my goodness! Yeah, she's a really fun character. I really like her, so I'd love to see her Star Rail iteration as well. And I can't really think of any Genshin character I would love to see in Star Rail, although I can just half imagine the head of the uh, IPC is Nguan, or as, as that's a pronounce, Nguan. Nguan would be so funny to just randomly see in Star Rail. I would love that. As the head of the uh, interstellar commerce or whatever, the. Like, it's in character. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love being able to. My favorite thing about characters like existing multiple continuities like it, like this is that you can then predict. Oh well, what kind of character will the Raiden version of Star Rail be like? Like, will it share the same <laughs> backstory? Like that stuff is so fun for me. So <laughs> I would love to. I, I would love to get proven right about some thoughts. <laughs> now, now that Andrew has has called out Ningguan, uh, I'm going to change my answer to Ganyu. I mean, I, I said, right, and all of you know that I want a Tartaglia clone and everywhere, so that's notwithstanding. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if they brought over a Rosaria clone, I mean, they couldn't, right? Because that's, that's, they already hired the voice actor for Natasha, so... I mean, I'm they like, could have her voice two characters. Oh, would, well, that, right. That, that would be the only acceptable way to do it. I would not yeah. accept a Rosaria that is voice differently absolutely not her voice is iconic <laughs> have, have you seen the natasha equivalent in uh honkai no uh, so i i think that if, if you haven't seen her she reminds me far more of that sort of um uh rosario look at least in terms of things oh, like yeah, color yeah, and yeah. theming mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah she doesn't look oh, like you a know, doctor you got, here you got part of it <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think she is uh, to some extent uh, definitely similar. Me, were there any other uh, Branya facts that you've uncovered that uh, we, uh, we should we should know let about? Me look through my notes real quick here. Um... Is Branya the biggest of this uh, cluster of yes of characters? By far, yes. <laughs> um, for whatever reason, there's just a lot of Branyas. Um, let's see here. Now, is the power writing directly related to how many uh, ponytails they have? Because I, I need to know that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is there a Branya in Genshin Impact? No. Which is mm. odd and also sad because I really would like there to be a Bronya <laughs> and Genshin Impact. Um, so in, in, in that vein, if you were to invent your own Genshin Impact Branya, your ideal character, what, what would that character be like? Oh, well, first off, Hydro. I would want her to be a Hydro character. <laughs> um, but 
know. Maybe maybe from Fontaine. I could see her fitting in Fontaine pretty well. Um, and I could see more of the like distinguished Branya that we get from Branya, not Silverwolf, maybe, especially if we're going the Fontaine route. Uh, and Genshin, I could see her using a catalyst. Probably she seems to favor long-ranged weapons in general. Uh, in Honkai 3rd, she uses like a cannon kind of thing. Obviously her sniper in Star Rail. So I think that would be fun to have her use a catalyst. Now, I, I wonder, for your ideal Branya, does she still need a Kakolia to come along? Like, are, are they are they tied? I mean, yes, I think that's important. It's an important part of her characterization is that she gets adopted by Kokolia and has a relationship with Sila, which means that we would also need a Sila in Genshin, which I am not opposed to. I'm just imagining these uh, these mm. similar events <laughs> falling, falling out across all the different Branyaverses. Who does this remind you of? I'm just I'm going to post an image to you guys and see if you guys... That played this real is... well for the uh, audio podcast. I know, I know. Well, what I, I want to show it to you and then see what you guys think. So that's a, a drawing of uh, Zila. Yep. But does that remind you of anybody in Genshin? You mean Raiden Shogun? No, 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 no. Well, it's mostly um, because of the purple hair, electrical. I was going to say Where Sarah. are you going with this? Sarah? Sarah? Yeah. I can kind of see it. The hair is just a little too different. And I always thought... Kutching looked like Silverwolf. I mean, I, I got Silverwolf because she looked like a, a gray-haired Kutching to me. I love that for you, actually. You love that's that for fantastic. me. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. That, that's what drew you to Silverwolf. I'm yeah. here for that. Oh my God. I mean, she, and, and Kutching has the, the hair swirl. Not quite as... Not quite it's as... Not distinct. as pronounced. The drill isn't pronounced as much. No. But now I'm going to start shipping Kutching and Sara together. That's wonderful, and that's, I approve of that. Yeah, that's. I'm sure that's not a common ship, but that, now that I'm now that I'm. It's Genshin it. Impact. Everything's at least a little bit common. I I can't <laughs> think of a least probable ship to be perfectly honest. <laughs> <laughs> um. There, Let's there, there is, there is one, there, there's, there's one true ship for Kujo Sara, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, she means that pretty clear. <laughs> What are you guys thinking? Because I may be thinking something very oh, different. She, she's she's obsessed over Raiden. Oh, you ship her with Raiden? Of course. Right. Like, yeah, because she's she's the like the the general. There's there's entire quest lines about how obsessed she is, where she has to have every single statue of uh, the Raiden oh and stuff like that. But you don't appreciate the weird rivalry and childhood friendship that she had with Ito. Yeah, I yeah, am. No thanks. <laughs> so apparently uh the 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 ship between Kuching and Kujosara is Kujo King. That's what it's Fantastic. called. It's an official name. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm but, yeah, I'm I'm an a, I'm an Ito Sara shipper at my core, uh mostly because Raiden and Yai Miko are obviously married. So can't can't do anything about that. Um, I mean, there's polyamory's a thing. <laughs> but I just I I really the moment in Ito's trailer where Sara showed up and they had that moment, I was sold. So alas, but she eats him. Yes, and it's fantastic. <laughs> That's the appeal. 
she's like disgusted by him and yet there there's something yeah, there is what you're friends. telling me right yes, yeah, there's yeah, something. Yeah. well they were childhood friends that's Wait, why i, I didn't yeah. know this oh yeah if you read their stories you can see that they they interacted a lot as children and like he doesn't remember but she does and that's oh why she's like kind of goodness. angry towards him. So you see, no, there's a lot going on I, there. No, I, I'm, re I'm reading it now. <laughs> oh, this is good stuff. Thank you. You see my vision. As a reminder, you're listening to Trailblazer Talk, <laughs> the podcast about Honkai Star Rail. And not about shipping, <laughs> I promise. Yeah. Or Genshin Impact, or Third Rail, or Third. Third rail. Oh my gosh. So oh, good. Oh man. The best game Mihoyo ever came out with. Actually, this leads me on to another really important question. Mihoyo is working on another game. Um Fourth oh, no. <laughs> I don't need another one. So I wonder if we'll get a Bronya <laughs> in that as well. <laughs> Have have they have they announced anything about like the genre of this game or anything? Or are they just hiring for people? So it's Zenless okay. Zone Zero and it's gonna be an urban fantasy action RPG. So like more in line with Honkai Third or Genshin in terms of gameplay, I think. Hmm. Uh but what they've released for it, like the visuals look fantastic. I mean, as expected from Mihoyo. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really like the character designs that we've seen so far. Um, you guys should look into it. I'm really excited for this game when it finally and, launches. And the good news is it's not a live service game that's gonna take my entire life to play, right? Um No comment. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> Will I just pay I'll pay them a hundred dollars for this game. <laughs> <laughs> if you just make it, just come out with the game, and then that's it. Like, no ongoing stuff that I feel like I'm going to have to constantly be behind on. Oh, jeez. But they would get less money that way, Tony. Yeah. Well, not they, will, uh, hmm. they will be releasing <laughs> stuff about it at uh, GamesCon coming up at, in late August, so you can expect to see more info about the game then. GamesCon? Oh, that's the one in Germany, right? Yes, you yep. got it. GamesCon is a trade fair for video games held annually at the Köln-Nassin Cologne North Rhine-Westphalia, Germany. It has been organized by Game for Band der Duschen Do you help with that, Tony? Uh, apologies to our, our German, <laughs> German listeners. Of, yeah. of which there are a, a large number. Of which my best <laughs> friend, who is German, listens to this despite not even playing Star Rail. I I loved. I lived in Germany. I just can't pronounce any of the names. That wasn't. That wasn't. You know. <laughs> hey, hey, that hasn't stopped Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Yes, I am a uh, a violation of the Geneva Conventions. <laughs> Maybe uh, moving a bit outside of the uh, uh, Braniaverse space. Can we escape the Braniaverse through? Finally, leave. Yeah. Maybe escape the Braniaverse. So uh, it's actually been a few weeks since we've had any really stupid questions on the show. So Tony, totally unrelated. <laughs> how, how how's it? Uh, how's it been going? I don't know. Do I have any stupid questions? Do you? Uh, I. You know what? I. I. I, I this isn't really a stupid question. Uh, this is more of a stupid. Uh, so, I. Are people doing the Forgotten Hall? Yes. Because I'm. I've just given up. 
It's really hard. I, 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 don't, I haven't touched it in a while. It's like... So, I don't know. Like, I got I got to the first one. And I, I'm a person who can't, like, move on if I don't pass it. Like, I can't be like, oh, I got the two stars. I'll get... I'll just keep going. No, it's like, I gotta... I gotta get the full three stars before I keep going. And I'm, like, not even close. And I spent... So, here's what I did. That last week, when they had the, like, the double rewards for the Calxes, uh, I was like, I am leveling up. Jingguang is my best character. I'm leveling him up to max. Max everything. And then I'm just going to do really well in the the Forgotten Hall. It made no difference. Like, not, not one bit. Uh, I was really disappointed. Well, the, exp the bonus you get from the XP from, like, 70 to 80 is very insignificant. Yeah, but I, I like upgraded all the traces, and I made sure I upgraded his light cone, and I upgraded his relics to Matt. Like I, 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 he, he didn't really have good anything, and I really hyper invested in him. And now, he—it's not that he's bad. It's just that like I just thought it would make a bigger difference, at least in the first level. I, I think if you're really going for that sort of like crazy hyper carry and you're just going to have the other team mop up the rest, because that's basically what you need to do for uh, for mm -hmm. the mirror, right? Because uh, you need, you need that, two good teams, not just one good team. Right, yeah. right, right. Like the, the way my team basically works is um, like Zila is literally one turning that entire room right yeah, that would be and nice i need i need the reason why i call that out is zila one turns that room for me and then it takes my other team the entire like turn duration like you know going all the way down to 28 turns or whatever mm -hmm. to complete it so like i i'm sort of in a situation where if my zila team can't instantly win i don't even try to move on because um i i know that my other team is just too weak because they're sort of winning the battle just by a war of attrition not of being you know good yeah i see what you mean yeah yep. and, I, and again like i don't the problem is i don't have anybody as nearly as good as zila and she's just so much better than my top tier Jing Wong. Uh, and I don't have another DPS. And maybe I this is why I'm saying I should. Maybe you should be infisting, investing in uh, Ching Sui. Yes, invest in the best girl. Is she? She's a four star, though. Like, it's, but she's still, still really good. <laughs> really? She, she is both the only six star in the game and the only three star in the game. Right, right. So I guess for Forgotten Hall, it makes a difference because if you get lucky... You can win. You can do it, yeah. yeah. And you just if you don't get lucky, you just retry. Yep. Uh, I think otherwise you're just going to have to, you know, start investing in someone that you're at least excited about. I, I'm actually a little surprised that... Uh, Given your more thematic teaming natures, you haven't mm -hmm. found just a, a DPS in your team that you're like, well, I don't have you know many idolons for them or whatever, but I'm just going to build them up and I'm going to figure out how to make it work. Mm. Not really how I roll. <laughs> I I don't know. I I so I I, I so, have like... 
the the the, the, the same person that will d d delete uh, four star weapons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> does not roll in picking a, uh, a thematic character. I mean, I I I, I get what you're saying. Um, He's going to ignore it. My best, my best. You know, the problem is I don't have four people who are good together. That's my problem. Like I really don't. I don't have a full four person team. Um, and that's partially because. Uh, I I think I really want um Kingyun and 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 uh uh Jingguang on the same team. Mm -hmm. Cuz she powers him up. Makes him super strong. But even then it's just okay. And then I need a healer and something else on that team. And the problem is that those other other than the healer, that third fourth slot feels kind of wasted for me right now. Like, oh, I've heard Asta's good. I don't know how to use Asta. I, oh, there's a stupid question. I don't get Asta. What does she do again? I get so mad when I run her like super alt, and I'm like, it didn't do anything. Like, what does that do? Like, it, I makes, what... it increases the speed of your team. Yeah, does it? So ideally, so ideally, what you do is, you know, do you have the turn um, numbers turned? Yeah, on? I do. I I do. So when basically after the last person your team goes, they all have high numbers. So that's when you play uh, Asta's ultimate, and you'll get more benefit from that uh, from that speed boost. Should I not just be doing it as soon as it's available? I should wait until everyone goes. I I think unfortunately it, it's a it's a bit more complicated than that, right? Uh -huh. Because speed is one of the stats that you sort of have to sit down and <laughs> and do some math for. Oh, speed uh, speed confuses me. I ended up reading like a whole article on how speed works, and it doesn't work at all like I thought it did. Oh yeah, and I was just like, like, uh... like Yu Kong would be a better fit in my team, but step one for using Yu Kong is to break out the spreadsheet, and I already did that enough in uh, <laughs> Eve Online. <laughs> if if you want someone that's easier, why not just bring Pela into your team as an example? Like she's gonna debuff people. She's going to uh, boost up the damage of whoever's attacking. Like, she's a pretty good slot in. And maybe for your other team, maybe you don't have four characters that play well together, but you do have Welt, right? Yep, I do. So if you combine, let's say, just uh, Velt with uh, Don Hung, um, they play off each other, right? Because... Um, you know, Welt is getting bonuses to his damage whenever uh, things are slowed down. You also just want things to be slowed with uh, Don Hung in general. And if you're not using that um, five-star hunt light cone on anyone, that would be a great thing to throw on Don Hung. The the, the free light well, cone. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I I again, I I I like Welt a lot. Um. But I also feel like I use that his ultimate on things, and they immediately break out of their little prison. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I thought they were supposed to make him miss a turn, right? Not really. It delays their turn. Frozen makes them miss a turn. Mm. And even then, it's still not technically. A, I mean, misses their turn, and then they have. Was it like it, it? Their next turn is forty percent faster, or something. It's like. They get an extra 40 points. It kind of pushes them down 40 points on the, the speed track. Mm -hmm. As opposed to a full 
100 or right. whatever it takes for a normal turn. What is what is what does wealth in prison actually do? I still have it, it, it is a, it's I assume some kind of slowing mechanism. I don't know these things. I don't and I and I, I this is really sad that I don't. Maybe maybe there's an opportunity for us to to sit down at some point this week and help you out with your team. See if we can get you mm. past the, uh, the the first room. Maybe, maybe that's our challenge for this week. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> make I'm, a great I'm podcast sure. for next week. <laughs> How yeah. we fix Tony's teams? <laughs> that, that actually that that could be a lot of fun. Like fix, yeah. fixing teams that aren't working. Yeah. Why don't, why don't we why don't we go for that? <laughs> And just to be clear, you're talking about are you talking about the Forgotten Mirror or the Forgotten Hall, or are you talking about the Memory of Chaos? The one after the Forgotten Hall. So Memory of Chaos, yeah. yeah. Also, those are rough. Yeah, they're just yeah. hard. Period. I also don't do it much because they frustrate me at the moment. I'm hoping Blade will help out with that. <laughs> <laughs> like the I, I think I've only gone to like the fifth or sixth uh, one, and then I just kind of completely just get destroyed because I only have one good team. Say yep. Yep, and I can then... make it to five. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll certainly bring uh, some of that content in for next week. <laughs> On the topic of team building, we also got a couple different letters sent into us over the last week. Uh, one letter from Nathan was talking a little bit about some of the teams that he's been using to uh, farm calxes. So uh, he's got a... Uh, uh, team that he feels is pretty humorous for uh, grinding out the experience calc, which is uh, Himiko, Herta, Sampo, and literally any other physical damage dealer. I've, I've definitely run a, a very similar team like that in beta myself. I, I, I wonder what, what sort of uh, teams have people been running just for those uh, grinding areas, and have you run anything that maybe you think is... Uh, we're like a joke team, just to mess about. <laughs> Beyond trying to do the joke teams to get some of the achievements for that Jade. <laughs> oh, I love, I personally love putting Branya and Silverwolf on a team, and this does not have anything to do with what we were talking about earlier. Are you just, sure? <laughs> their buffs just, it's, it's really inefficient to keep them on one team, usually because you should be spreading them out between two. But for the Kelxes, it's hilarious to just let them do their thing and make everyone insanely powerful. It doesn't feel real sometimes. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily for the Kelxes, but for the Echoes of War, I managed to make a team that I can just turn an autoplay on for. So that's convenient. But I have like a team specifically, this is the autoplay for the dragon, and this one's for Krakelia. And I can just walk away. No problem. Just <laughs> with uh That's nice. Yeah, I just have March, Natasha, Sailey, and I think oh yeah, and the fire trailblazer for Krakelia. And it just there's enough shielding and tanking that it can just handle the fight. And I do something similar with the the dragon. And my my main team is at a point where I auto battle just about everything other than the uh, very last battle within uh, simulated universe. Uh, I'd, I'd like to get to that point. That would that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> are you doing that on world? Are you doing that like the max world six kind of a thing? Oh yeah, yeah. Wow, it's, I, it's I'm not, not even, it's not an issue. I'm not even I close. I would auto play some of it, but I haven't tried some of the other, like the later battles in the run. 
Maybe I should. Well, I don't uh, play. Honestly, the the real advantage with a uh, Silver Wolf uh, Zila team is you just don't care whenever you're fighting. <laughs> <laughs> it it does genuinely break the game, and it makes it kind of confusing when I have to put together another team. It's like <laughs> I have to look at the elements and stuff. It's like, oh my gosh, what's with this? <laughs> The uh, one of the achievement teams that I put together that was just fun to play in general is the uh, all Astral Express team. We are running yeah. Himiko, Velt, uh, March, and Dan Hung. Uh, you get an achievement just for doing anything with that team, and it's a it's a fun team to play. I, I enjoy it. Brings up memories of the tutorial, uh, the prologue. I mean. It sort of reminds me of something. Uh, have any of you put the Trailblazer back on physical? Because I have not since I, I have. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like physical Trailblazer. I don't think it's good, but I like it. <laughs> well, because he breaks all the rules, so. Yeah, she breaks all my rules. It's great. I love her. <laughs> I mean, the one thing I do like about it is just how their ultimate has that choice of either AOE or single target. Yes, yes. I like which, that a lot. <laughs> which no other uh, character has. What I, what I like about Fire Trailblazer is uh, I, I push the auto attack button and I get shield. <laughs> mm -hmm. Very easy and convenient. <laughs> so thanks again, Nathan, for uh, writing in. If you'd like to share any of your uh, thoughts or ideas with us, you can send them in to trailblazer.talk.podcast at gmail.com or you can message us on Twitter at Star Rail Podcast. I think that's going to wrap up the show for today. Uh, we hope you have a wonderful time playing the 1.2 patch. I'm sure that's literally what all of us are doing right now as you're listening <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But as you uh, start blazing those new trails throughout the Ciencia Lefou, keep us in mind. We'll be here next week, ready for uh, another fantastic episode of Trailblazer Talk. Bye, all. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>